Welcome back, guys, to Martian Live for Vida Marciana. I'm your host. I'm here with my boy, Cisco. What's up, guys? And uh, we're going to be bringing you guys some content. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, DWG. Just yeah. brought it up. Uh, yeah, sure. I met Cisco at the Coexist Gaming event. Right. He was uh, the winner of the Super Smash Bros. <laughs> event. And this, uh, you're a two-time winner now, right? Yeah, yeah, two-time so far, at least. Dude, how did you get so good with this guy? <laughs> well, I played Smash ever since I was a kid, you know? I played it uh, since, like, elementary. Huh. But I didn't get competitive at it until, I'll say, my high school years. Yeah, There was, like, a, a video game club, actually, in my high school. And uh, we started just, you know, playing casually with our friends. But then we started having, having like... I guess like small tournaments in there, you know, like that. And that's what kind of pushed me to want to get competitive. But I didn't actually go to physical tournaments till my senior year of high school. Dude, you guys had tournaments at, in high school? Uh, it well, wasn't like like money tournament. It was like, it was like, a, like a tournament that lasted like about an hour. Like we just did it amongst each other. It was like four or five of us kind of did. What, what the high school hosted? Or what did it was know? a club. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was a club. Like. Could you, did you have to like pay a fee or would you have no, to? No, no, the club was, it's, it's just like, like a chess club or a science club. We just, we started up a club and mostly we just played for fun, but we did have like one or two like attempts at like a tournament. Where'd you go to high school at, man? I went to high school in the Bronx, Riverdale, Kingsbridge Academy. So that's like in Riverdale. How, how's that? How's like, how does how's that rank, rank on that? In like... terms of like how good of a high school it was? Yeah, it, yeah. it was a public high school. It wasn't bad. Um, it was also in Riverdale, which is like a really nice, like Jewish area in the Bronx. Mm. Yeah, it's like one of the nicest areas in the Bronx in general. But uh, it was a good high school. I actually, it was a middle school and high school, so I went there for middle school and high school, and then I finished there. And uh, after which, I started getting more into the competitive scene towards like the end of that time period. But how does like how much do they put aside for like things like video games compared to like their sports or their athletes? Oh, like how was video? Um, no, that too. Like. Oh, like, like, you said... No, that's fine. Anything, really. Yeah, for the high school, they, they, I mean, they didn't really do much of video games. The club is kind of the farthest we got, and I guess during lunchtime, we would take out our DSs and play during that time. But the high school also, I guess, had, like, a, it had a basketball team. I don't think it had a soccer team. I think it had a volleyball team as well. But uh, in general, like, gaming isn't really... How do you say? Priority. Yeah, like it's, it's not. There's not. It, they don't treat gaming the same way they treat other sports and competitions in schools. So far, at least. I mean, there might be some exceptions, but my school wasn't like that too much. Do but, you do you feel like esports are going to come up, like into high school sooner or later? Um, it's possible. What I would like to see, like just, just like how you can have like a chess club or chess lessons, I want to see like people creating lessons for like video games in, in a competitive sense. I guess you know. Whether it be like a fighter, whether it be like a shooter, like Fortnite, or even if it's just something casually or or like story oriented, or what you know, whatever. But do you feel like in the next ten years, like you know how, for example, Korea they have full teams where you work since you're yeah, in junior yeah. high, and then you get scholarships, and some people even get shipped out over here too. Yeah, I mean, I guess now we're at a time where you could play video games and that'll be a full-time job, whether it's streaming, whether you're sponsored, or if you're just a top player in general. And I guess that will progress, but we will have to, you know, see where that goes from there, you know. Because some people, there is kind of a stigma with video games where some people view it as like a waste of time, because you're not really like doing anything in reality. It's not, it's not similar to say like being an architect or being a doctor where you, where you might be helping the cause. People don't really see gaming as a productive 
thing, I guess. But it's entertainment. But, but it could be. Yeah. It could be productive, and I think it could. I mean, sports help commute. Soccer's not helping anyone out either. You know, like I mean, any anything could really help. You know, you, you could take anything and make it a good thing if you really wanted to do that. You mm-hmm. know, and I believe the same could be said for gaming. Just like how people say, you know, people have chess clubs, and you know, probably learning chess would be good to, I guess, you know, like strengthen the mind, so to speak, for lack of a better word. That, but, but the gaming community can be similar. You know, like. Being a top player in any video game really takes a lot of skill, you know, mm-hmm. overall in comparison to like sports. I'm not, I mean, sports to be like a top athlete is, takes a lot of skill as well, but I guess some people don't recognize gaming to, to be like, I guess, at the same level of, of mind play, right? They, because it is, yeah. it really is. If you I, if you think about it, yeah. they put so much thought. I mean, Fortnite, for example, you got how many? You got nine blocks yeah. where you have to decide how how to edit them, how to how to sort them, and do it fast enough to beat the other player. Going through those, it's almost like you're literally a magician just putting those walls yeah. up. And also, when people don't think they'll recognize, that, a lot of people think that uh, video games is just mostly mental, but there's a physical aspect to it too. There are some mm. games that have less physical or even none. Like maybe like a turn-based game, you know, there's not there's not too much physical reaction mm-hmm. to it, but but yeah. gaming does have a mental and a physical aspect to it, you know, for sure. Yeah, and Fortnite, you have a response, a response. Uh, you have to respond fast because if you don't, you're you're pretty much screwed. If you if you miss yeah. that shot, yeah. if you don't see it right away, you're done. If your game lags out for a second, that's right. that's the second between winning a ten thousand yeah, dollars tournament. What I find interesting about games like Fortnite and other games too, there's a lot of RNG in it. Do you know what RNG is? No, what's RNG? That means like it stands for random number generator, but it's mm. basically luck. You know, because when you play Fortnite, the first gun you pick up is kind of luck. There's no skill yeah, yeah, yeah. as to what game, but there is skill in Fortnite, and it's a mix of that uh, skill and I guess luck that really makes the game kind of interesting to me in some sense and there are other games that are like that like some fighting games might have luck in terms of like i guess depending on the character if they have like some sort of like move that works only in in a certain condition but like overwatch uh i was i was thinking more like like i guess yeah, i guess overwatch like what were you thinking more like apex um well, when it comes to, like, a battle royale, I guess the, the luck factor really comes from, like, you know, the gun oh, you get, mm. who goes where. Because you, yeah. can't, you can't really c- control what where people will go or what gun you're going to first get in this first house. There's a little bit of luck, but you still got to make those decisions, and there's still a level of skill. It's not, like, all luck, because if it was, then I guess I, it, it would be kind of harder to get really competitive in, in, in that sense, but, you know. For sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, like, even Hearthstone, you, you're going to have an RNG in that, too. Right, right. You're going to have... The certain, but it's also what you choose to put in your deck. What you know is going to help you win and in your favors and trying yeah. to know your opponent. Right. Yeah. Have you played a lot of Hearthstone or kind of? Oh, uh, I've seen it. it's a card game, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's their... bro- I've seen my brother play it, but I ha- I I personally haven't really got too much into PC games. Like I, I got into PC gaming really late. My brother has a gaming computer. I have like a Windows Seven old school laptop. Mm. But uh, from my background, at least, like I, I kind of started off Nintendo, but then I went to Xbox, and then I, I, I played Sony here and there, and then I kind of went back to Nintendo, and I eventually got all the consoles. But uh, yeah, what kind? Of, what was your first console? Oh, um, hmm. I think it was the GameCube. The GameCube or the Game Boy Advance? I don't remember which one I had first. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, the GameCube. Dude, so, the GameCube is 
a console for the ages. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It was a lot of fun. I remember like the first games I played was probably Melee. Um, the best. Yeah, literally the Wind best. Wind Waker Smash. and Sunshine stuff like that. Mario Sunshine, right? Yeah, man, I love Mario Sunshine. Dude, people hate on it though. Some people be like, uh, yeah, cause it, cause. Some people didn't like the water mechanics. Some people wanted just like an old school, you know, like platforming Mario game with nothing else. Mm-hmm. But I think it was still a fun game. It was different. It's just that people wanted more of like Mario 64 and, you know, they got something different and I guess they weren't happy with that. But that doesn't mean it was bad. It was just different. You know? I mean, I thought it was pretty close to Mario 64, wasn't it? It was, I mean, it was... I mean, it had the same stuff, but due to the water features, it changed the platforming a lot. Mm. And, you know... That, that was just the case that they wanted to they wanted to differentiate it from Mario 64 which isn't bad but it's just that the the, the fans and community weren't expecting that you know mm. so for sure I they're always gonna find a reason to hate on stuff or, or video yeah. games but for me Mario Sunshine the the scenery was probably one of my favorite sceneries of any of the Marios I mean Mario 64 was pretty cool yeah. But I mean, it's blocky, and going from that to the GameCube, you know, watching, for example, Sonic, Sonic Adventure Two, or yeah. Sonic Heroes, all the scenery was always, almost like psychedelic to a point. It was mm-hmm. like, dang, like out of nowhere, yeah. they just freaking put ten hits yeah. of acid on all that and just brought it back to life, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I feel like it was a it was a big time. Well, not not the GameCube, but prior to that, was a really big jump because that's when they went into three D. Yeah, and I feel like with three, like three D games in general, when they first jumped into that, I feel like it really expanded upon like the environment a lot because you can see everything from a three D perspective as opposed to most games having you know like one background and then one platform that you're just going left to right across from. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what you like on the Game Boy? Oh, the Game Boy, huh? Um, I played a lot of RPGs on there. Really, like yeah. Final Fantasies? Yeah, like Mario Luigi RPG. Uh, Final Fantasy, Pokemon, but I never actually finished it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which yeah. one though? Which one? Like red and green, or like the fire sapphire? red? Fire red. Yeah. Fire red. Yeah. So really like, yeah. Dude, red. Uh, yeah. But fire, fire. Pokemon is really is a really interesting series. I just never like finished any of the games. Like when I was young, mm-hmm. it was actually a lot of the times. So like I would get into a lot of different games, but I just never really finished them when I was young. Maybe I just wasn't motivated enough, or I'll just keep restarting my save file and you know that kind of stuff. Which Final Fantasy do you have? For the Game Boy, yeah, um, it was the one and two, I think. The one and two combination, yeah. They they they, re, they re, remade it for you know the Game Boy Advance with basically you know, better graphics. Dude, they made it for like remade it for everything. They remade it for the PlayStation too. Oh yeah, not the two, just PlayStation, regular PlayStation. Right, right, yeah. They had they had a lot of the collection on there. I believe they had like four, five, and six on there too. On PlayStation or, or on uh, the Game like, Boy. Like, on the Game Boy. Oh yeah, I had five. I had yeah, yeah five, I had yeah. I had five. That was my favorite one. The interesting thing about games like that, like Final Fantasy, is that you might you might think that since you know it's a series that the games are all related story wise, but mm. each game is like its own story. Definitely, it just has similar ele- elements in gameplay and themes. Like they all of them have chocobos. All, all a lot of them have a character named Sid. You know stuff like that. But are they all on the the same universe? Aren't they? Oh, like are they all like different stories in the same universe? Isn't that what it is? Um, I'm not completely sure. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. No, I think I think it just we use a lot of the same elements in terms of like like the same magic huh. names, you know, the same animals like chocobos, moogles. But uh, yeah. But you you heard the story about how like Final Fantasy the reason they called it Final Fantasy was because it was like the last game they were supposed to produce. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Of, well, it was the Squaresoft. Or, uh, so it was the last game, so like, they called it Final Fantasy just to make it something epic, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then it kind of just made a blow. They just right. like they just Yeah, they kept on going, and then it turned into Square Enix. It's, there's already 15 of them. Exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of, well... I kind of missed the turn-based Final Fantasy games because after like ten, mm-hmm. they started kind of changing it up a bit. I believe like like fourteen was like an MMORPG. Yeah, you haven't played any of those? Uh, I played fifteen in terms of like the newest one I ever oh, played. Yeah. yeah, I haven't played fourteen. I've seen it. Um, fifteen kind of plays like an action RPG, so similar to Kingdom Hearts. I believe eleven and twelve. I think eleven was action based too. Yeah. Yeah. Or wait, wait. Uh, I, no, just, no. I just remember ten being the last turn based one. I'm not sure. Which if... is fine, but I kinda miss the old school turn based Final Fantasy because that's kinda the ones I played and grew up on. For sure. I don't know if eleven was the RPG uh, uh, an MMORPG or or twelve was the MMORPG. Because mm. one of the two the it's uh God, my cousin's gonna hate me for this because like <laughs> he's a big one, Final Fantasy fan. The twelve, uh, the the one with oh god, I don't know what his name is. He he's got gray hair. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I he had a. Sun I didn't. Sword. I didn't get into 11, 12, 13, or fourteen. I I, I played fifteen, but not much. Put, I still have it actually. You play like nine. Or, uh, I played uh, seven, ten, which those two are actually kind of my favorites. I played one, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, I wanted to play six because I heard that was a really good one for Super Nintendo. I don't know if you know if you know, but uh, some of the num- the named Final Fantasies in America were actually na- um, different games from the Japanese versions. Mm-hmm. So they were they actually skipped some of the Final Fantasy games in Japan and they never released them in America. Uh-huh. So Final Fantasy three when it first came out. In America, it was actually Final Fantasy VI in Japan. Yeah, they just they didn't release the original three. So when they when they got to their third game to release in America, they just made Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy III. Yeah, dude, I had I had to learn that because I downloaded the emulators and I, oh. I was I was trying to play. Yeah, they were confused six. like, oh, this is three. And, yeah, uh, dude, I was like, what the heck? I already played yeah. this game. A lot of the times I've heard people say that they think like seven, they think six or. Three in, three in America. Oh, well, it was three on the Super Nintendo, but then they re-released it, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of people say that six, seven, and... Yeah, I think, I'll, 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 I've heard a lot of people at least say six and seven are considered the best out of the series. Sure. The, the, seven was really ambitious, but I, I haven't played six enough. I, I have it, but I still haven't gotten to it because I, I have a collection of just a lot of games I just haven't touched. Yeah. I know, dude, I like, personally, my favorite one is 5 because of the job mechanics. Mm. Because you start off as a Barb, or a, I think, yeah, uh, I think it's Barb, or yeah. I forgot what it's called. Like, the, the main, just the regular class. But you can switch it up to White Mage, Red yeah. Mage, Black Mage, and you you gain those skills right throughout the game. And then you can just put them onto, and, and then if you work for your Barb, eventually he'll level up where you can have, like, Freaking, what is it, like, Raygon, and yeah. you can have all those, where you literally just kill everything, and just goes, and it goes, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. That was probably one of my favorite ones, but besides that, 8 was cool with Squall. Right. I like I like Squall, but... Uh, I thought the gun, play, the gun blade thing was kind of interesting. I never played ten, um, 8, uh-huh. I, I mean, I've seen it, and i also seen that character in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, from what I heard for 7, at least, the reason why it was a really big deal was the first one in 3D... Um, the story was, was really oh, it's kind, good. Of, kind of emotional. Yeah, it's good. You know, in comparison to like, if you compare 7 to like, you know, the first Final Fantasy, the, the, the scope of the story was definitely, on a, I guess on a grander scale, you know. Dude, they're lagging so bad on that remake. 
Oh, uh, yeah. They, they've been waiting forever. I feel like they've been doing it on purpose, though. Dude, you do know? you think... So? I think I, they're I, fucking I, up somewhere, you man. Think they, you they have to be. Why Why would you wait this they long? They made us wait the same length for uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 as well. You know? Yeah, you're right, though. They definitely could have released it. So I don't know if, if it, what the de- development issues they had, but I feel like to some extent they wanted to wait on it and just to kind of hype it up. Because the like, say if the remake for Final Fantasy VII came out on the PS2 in the 2005, people wouldn't still be talking about it. The, fine, the fact that they waited from PS1 on, or to PS4 for this game to come out really brought up the hype for it. You know? Yeah. I I feel like that that's. You know, I think I think it's good to have like I, I like I like having games come out every year, but I think it's good sometimes for some games to be spaced out, you know, for, so that they can develop and be better as opposed to them being rushed in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like the Wii U was was rushed? Uh, did you have the Wii? Do you have the Wii U? I, yeah, you? I have it here because yeah. I have every Nintendo console. Um, yeah, one of the big problems that a lot of people said was the marketing. Mm. You know. So some people thought the Wii U was an add-on for the Wii. They didn't know it was a new console. A lot of people... Um, I mean, most of these people are, I guess, are people who might not really follow Nintendo, I assume. But yeah, that was just a confusion in marketing, which would be which would be trouble for, you know, like, people who don't know Nintendo and they're just looking into it and they're like, oh, this is just an add-on? I guess I don't need to get this, right? Hmm. But there were, there were other issues as well. The online was really lagging behind. The Switch online is still not on par with Xbox or Sony. Yeah, man. I... What I was really yeah. excited for on Switch was uh, they said they were gonna it was gonna be backward compatible compatible with well not backward compatible they were gonna put every pretty much every back game yeah. that they've had on the store right like the PSN has with the PSN classics or yeah yeah like, now, that that's like the new thing though people are thinking that gaming is gonna go towards streaming mm. to where you won't own the game it'll be streamed as a service like Netflix so it's almost like you rent the game and. The game, the game won't even be downloaded in a sense. It's more like, like the game is going to be loaded on the servers of the company, and you're just watching it like a video and controlling it with your controller. Yeah, have you done that? Have you had PSN Classic? Uh, PSN. No, I have not brought it. But it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of, sh- it's, 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 it's a little laggy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, laggy. It's like this. That's basically the concept. I've heard that some people were disappointed in the game lineup. Mm-hmm. And that the game doesn't even run well when it's an official Sony product. This isn't like it's like yeah. a, I was playing a Resistance. Piece. This too. isn't like it's an emulator or some like bootleg PS One. You know, this is the Sony product, and it's not even working the way it should. Exactly. I've, I've heard the, the the Nintendo and SNES Classic are a lot better, but I will say this: I do hope that they improve this kind of stuff and they do it with other consoles. Like I would love to see a PS Two Classic. I would love to see a GameCube Classic or N sixty four Classic. Actually, since that hasn't been done. First, first of all, but yeah, that that would be really cool. Because one thing I worry about is like, how would they preserve these games? Because like maybe down the road, some of these games are going to become rare, and the fact that you can't buy some of them digitally, I would like them to re-release like an old school console that can be used on HDTVs to kind of preserve that legacy and you know that lineup of games that they have. I feel like Nintendo really just likes to have that factor of uh, of uh, what's it called. Rareability, like where they yeah. just like they just like you know what, fuck it, let's not make, let's not do it anymore. Let's let everybody yeah. fight I, over. I it. feel like Nintendo always kind of like is trying to be very innovative, uh-huh. but some people don't want that. You know, some people just want a regular console that just works. Because I feel like in in to in order for them to be innovative, they have to kind of like I guess limit some of the other capabilities of the console. You know, and in exchange for motion control for the Wii, they didn't really make the Wii as powerful as the PS3 or Xbox. 
in exchange for the whole gamepad mechanic for the Wii U, um, the Wii U is not as powerful as the PS4 and, and the Xbox One. And now with the Switch, the Switch is the Switch is the most powerful console they have so far, of course, but it's still not as powerful as the PS4 and Xbox One. That's and the Switch is supposed to be a next gen console, it's supposed to like, compete with the Scarlet, you know, and whatever they're going to call the PS5, which I assume will probably be PS5. Do you see a death to Nintendo? Do I see a death? Yeah. Um, because like it's like, it, that's it's very it's very um, we'll have to see where they go because I don't know what they're going to do after the Switch but I kind of always wanted them to make a console that's like just as powerful as like you know the PlayStation yeah or the Xbox I don't know if they felt like maybe well, I mean I wouldn't know but I don't know if they felt like they had to embrace like a, some sort of in- innovative gimmick in order to like entice people who don't really play Nintendo but I also say I guess another problem is maybe their third party lineup their, their, their third party lineup has been improving but in comparison to like the Xbox One and to the PS4, they, the Xbox One and PS4 just have more games, not 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 first party games, you know, like you know, like original games, but like they have more like third party games, you know. Like the Wii U did not have every Call of Duty. The Wii U didn't have Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, like these really big games that people yeah. buy the consoles for. But they do have their own unique lineup, you know, like they they have Mario, they have Zelda, they have Pokemon, these really you know recognizable games that everyone knows about, even if they don't play Nintendo. But they, I would say for the next console, they would need to improve their online. They would need to get more third party. And I would like to see a more powerful console as well. I don't know if they want to keep the Switch or gamepad mechanic or have Joy-Cons again. I think what would be kind of smart is to have it so that you can use you know, the Switch Joy-Cons on the new console. Or you can use a Wiimote on the new console. Like Have it so that those controllers work on there. But it's not a necessity. Like, like if you just want to play old school gaming if you wanted to have you know like a lot of power you could i'll give you an example like the playstation vr they don't they don't force you to buy it it's a really cool thing i guess but if you don't want to buy it you don't have to you know so it's really your choice but with the switch you have to get the joy cons and and switch gamepad with the wii u you have to get the wii u gamepad and with the wii you have to get a wii Wii remote you can't use a regular controller because you can't navigate it with a gamecube controller or something else so that's what i would like to see i guess you know if they make their next console for sure, I don't know. I feel like, like, yeah, they do have some great lineups now. They have, they, they put Skyrim on there. Yeah, but yeah. Skyrim's been out no, since I was not, in yeah, seventh yeah. grade. Yeah, I'm not saying that the third party hasn't been improving, but in comparison to Xbox One and Sony, they still have a superior third party. Have you had any troubles with your Joy Cons? I've heard there's a lot of. Oh them. yeah, um, I heard there was the like left a, one. Yeah, yeah, it drifts a little bit. Does but, it? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if that was me. Um, you know, like. Maybe breaking it back, or I don't know if it's like a faulty thing that happens. It's, I've, it's, I've been a, hearing. it's a, the left one I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird because same here. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this is the left one. It drifts, and I don't notice it much for like most games, but I notice it like on like on Minecraft. Like I notice it on first person games, I guess, because it's yeah. very, it's very slight, but it it hasn't been that much of a problem. What I was thinking about doing, I was thinking about just buying new Joy Cons and having these Joy Cons as like a spare. So like I'll use this to go outside, but if I want to play with my legit Joy Cons, I'll have it here back home. You know. Dude, did you see the new, the new? Uh, oh, the Switch, Switch Mini. The Switch, isn't it? Switch, is it Switch Mini or Switch Lite or Switch, Switch Lite? It's one. Of, yeah, I think it's Switch it's Lite. It's literally, it's just connected. It doesn't have the Joy-Con. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want it. Dude, that's literally. I was like, oh, you guys, God fucking dead. Like, yeah. you guys just gave us a PSP. I, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it would. I I assume it's marketed towards kids. You know, like kids who who aren't too into gaming. Their mom will get them something cheap, and that's like the cheapest option. They they've always done that. They've always had like a cheap 
cheaper version of the uh, Game Boy 2D. Yeah, yeah, remember that? It was yeah. literally just a PSP Game Boy. Right, right. And they also had like the Wii Mini, which came like at the very end of the life cycle. But actually, there was, there hasn't been like a Wii U Mini, mm-hmm. but there was the 2DS as well, and you know whatnot. Yeah, and you're right. My little brother did buy the 2DS, even though I told him it was a ripoff. But he still got like he was like he was still able to I play mean, the game. I feel like games. I feel like those kind of ideas are just like oh, you want to get the gaming experience, but you don't feel like spending much money. So this is you know the, the bare minimum experience, I guess. For sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I just don't like that I can't connect to the TV, you know, because that just makes it like you can only play by yourself. And there's a lot of games that come, you kind of want to play with more people. Like Mario Kart is a game I want to play with more people. Smash is a game I want to play with more people. Even Mario Deluxe, you know, like the platformer one. Dude, Mario, um, Nintendo does a great job at couch multiplayers. Yeah. Because nobody else, like PS4, Xbox, they're not doing that anymore. Like, yeah. they have very few games. You have probably, what, does Doom do it? Is Doom is Doom a, uh, where you can have or, or Call of Duty or um, Rocket League does it? Yeah, there's there's literally oh, Minecraft. That's literally like the few games on the PS4 that you can play with somebody that's right next to you. Yeah, it feels more like like nowadays everyone just does online. Mm-hmm. The whole like come to my house and play, you know, with me. It's still there, but it's not as commonly done anymore. So people just prefer to play online in general, which is which is fine. But I kind of like I kind of miss the old school days. Whether you know it'd be something like GoldenEye, Mario Party, or even just like a shooter. I remember playing Halo offline, like one v ones. Yeah, like Halo two or three, just playing it with my friend one v one. But yeah, the screen, the, the like it, it's kind of shitty, but at the same time, so fun because after a while, you kind of just get used to it. Yeah, you know, the split screen. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a lot harder back then because the screens were smaller back then. Now, now people mostly have bigger TVs, but I, I got used to that that struggle, the whole split screen struggle. Yeah, I remember when Call of Duty first put like co-op, and I was like, oh, I can finally play with my brother now because we only we only have like one Xbox, you know, mm-hmm. so we have to take turns and share. And the only time we really played together if it was a, co- a split screen experience. And at first, like you know, like Modern Warfare Two and One, it wasn't split screen. It was it, it was only a one person experience for multiplayer, basically. But Modern Warfare 3, I think, and Black Ops 1 allowed you to play multiplayer online while having split screen with your, you know, your yeah. friends. So I kind of miss doing that kind of stuff. Because not everyone can afford two consoles, you know? So sometimes you have to share with your siblings and whatnot. And having a co-op, you know, mode that you can do so is really cool. So, I mean, not all games need a co-op, but, like, games like Call of Duty, which are multiplayer-oriented, it's nice to have that co-op option. Dude, I think it, it's always just nice to have it because, fuck, dude, if you're literally just chilling with somebody yeah. else and you literally, you guys don't have shit to do and they're just looking at their phone, fuck it, let's play a video game. Like, right. for example, one of my favorite ones, Uncharted 3. Did you ever play Uncharted 3? I haven't played the multiplayer, but I, I know the game. It's one of the Sony first parties. I actually have Uncharted, like, 2, I think, but I haven't touched it yet. My friend just lent it to me. Dude, I loved... The Uncharted franchise. Mm. I really loved it. Except for after I got into 4, I kind of uh, gave up on it for some reason. Mm. I'm not sure what, what what it was about it. I loved the graphics. And I got like 10 out of 10 on like, you know, IGN yeah. and all this other shit. But I don't know. I couldn't get into it. And the multiplayer, I couldn't. It was fun. But 
just not as right. fun as um, I've heard. I've heard the game is kind of like similar to like the Tomb Raider or Assassin's Creed. It's basically male Tomb Raider. Male Tomb. Raider. That's literally what it is. Right, right. It's male Tomb okay. Raider. He, I, I've also heard the story for the game is really really good. They're really great. They're puzzle like, but yeah. the the whole thing about it that drove me was at a time where I really thought platinum meant everything. Mm. You know, like you yeah. had a platinum a game. Like, yeah. Get all the achievements on it, and you were a badass. Like. I right. platinum Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, and I was like, right. I am a god. <laughs> one, one, one thing I always found interesting in games like Uncharted or God of War, I feel like Sony kind of like embraced more single-player games, while, while Xbox kind of focused more on multiplayer. Like, their mm-hmm. first parties like Halo, you know, like Gears of War. I guess this isn't their exclusive, but also they had like Left 4 Dead on the 360, while in comparison, a lot of the Sony first parties are kind of single player oriented, which is fine. Yeah. But as of late, like multiplayer games have been kind of like selling more and getting more popularity. Oh, they're killing! They're killing yeah. single player yeah. games. There's no way. Like, yeah, I mean, like some, some some games are now trying to avoid like a single player mode. Like Black Ops Four got rid of their like like single player campaign in favor of a battle royale mode. You know. Yeah, you're right, man. That was crazy though. Battle Royale came like the Black Plague, man. Literally, they just freaking sh- they hit the fan. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, like shit. They just started yeah. coming now, and spraying every, everywhere. It's kind of the new fad, you know. Like now, everything needs to be like a battle royale. They, every 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 shooter is trying to embrace that. Like, How did they the not shot. think about it before, though? Like literally, mm. we had the Hunger Games for like five years. Oh, for Minecraft, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would say. It, I don't know, but I would say it's definitely really impressive, you know, like back to when online games first started. So now we now we have online games to where we can have 80 people one map and it'll play as long as you have good enough internet, it'll play fine. And that's really impressive to me, you know, because when I first played shooters, you know, like it was like, well, like 6v6. I always thought, like, wouldn't it be really cool to have, like, a grand skill shooter, like a real war is, where it's, like, 100 people versus 100 people. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in time, we might, we'll definitely be able to get to that kind of kind of skill yeah dude i've always oh god an idea that i've had that hit me as soon as i started seeing the battle royales was like having for some reason dude i love mmos yeah and i was kind of thinking more like a clan based uh mmo MMO. like what was the uh, first mmo you got into dude the first mmo i i really got into was final fantasy online final fantasy 5 for a, a there was a server called Beyond, Beyond.com. Yeah. Did you ever have you ever heard of this? No, no. It, it was this. It was basically a game where they had emulated old um, Game Boy or uh, Super Nintendo games, eight bit games. Yeah, and they made them into MMOs, and you could create a character and you would level up. You would literally there was like just a small little part of an area that the the game creators, the admins made, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, dude, you would just sit in there, have a chat with people, and level your player up, and then PvP uh, PvP mm. against other people. And it was just eight bit players, right? And I started that, dude. I was like in fifth grade when, like, damn. You so that was that was way back, dude. I was I was killing it because I was dude. It was at a time where, like, uh, you, have you ever seen the uh, Cactuar on YouTube? Cactuar, Cactuar. They they made fun of. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, well, Final Fantasy VIII's cactuar, a giant cactuar, and uh, the tomberries. Mm-hmm. You know the tomberries? You know, if, if they, they catch you, you, you're pretty fucked if you, if you if you don't know how to kill them, or if you're not to par in their level. Have you have you ever fought those guys on Final Fantasy? They're little, they're little green turtles that just wear a hood, and they just have a knife. 
Um, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> well, dude, it was at a time where like, uh, like Fred was on YouTube. Yeah, like yeah. literally, that probably was like a two thousand like eight nine. Yeah, era. dude, really early, like pretty early around that time, and. Dude, I would spend hours. Like, I would not do my homework. I literally could not do yeah. my homework because I loved, I love playing. I love interacting with other people. I really right. like disassociating with, with life in general at an early yeah, age. Yeah, I mean, and, like, yeah, I'm online gaming kind of started what, like in the '90s to 2000s. But yeah. I feel like that era, specifically like the 2009, 8, 7 era, was when online gaming really took off because that's when the PS3 and their and 60 came out, and that and those two consoles really tried to embrace, you know online gaming and take it to the next level by having marketplaces the ability to friend people you know talking to people on mics only you could do that before but they made it more convenient for these new consoles for sure did you have um xbox did you have do you ever play the xbox the yeah xbox? so i started with nintendo you know like during like elementary but the next console i got was the xbox 360 during middle school to high school and that's because everyone was playing online and although i did like nintendo games growing up the online scene for it wasn't really there, you know? Like, people were playing Halo 3, they were playing Call of Duty, you know, they were playing Gears of War, and yeah. I was, at the point, at that moment, I was trying to decide, like, which one would I prefer, you know, the, the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360, and I chose Xbox 360 because most of my friends were playing that, you know? Exactly. And a lot of people did the same thing, they didn't really, I mean, there might be some people who might have chose one console or the other for other reasons, like the games, or that you don't have to pay online for PlayStation 3, but a lot, a lot of, there were a lot of people like me, that kind of just went with the console that their friends were playing it on, so... Dude, the thing about the Xbox 360 was that it gave you a microphone and a headset. That's and true. that's literally... It came with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... Re- that, yeah. that was their, like, major selling point. And then the party I, chat, and then right. you could also play like music in the I feel like at that time, the they had the best online features. Oh, they definitely yeah, did. Yeah. The party system. The marketplace, you know. Even, like... I think they were the first to have Netflix as well, which was a thing that started to take off at that time. Now, now our consoles are pretty much able to do everything. You know, back then, if you look back to like 2090s, like consoles were just gaming stuff. Now your console can play Netflix. Your console can go on YouTube. You know, I believe, I believe your console can go on Facebook, but it can, oh, also, yeah. it can go on a web browser in general, right? So your, I mean, it's a computer. Consoles, consoles are kind of computers, but I guess they become more, I guess like. Like, like they're kind of an all-in-one system now, you know? Yeah. Like, you can use them for entertainment, not just gaming itself. Yeah, I mean, there was people gaming on the PS2 online. Like, they had there were people that were on, like, uh, Battlefront, uh, yeah. like, Star Wars Battlefront online right. on there. And it was definitely a thing, but it was more like you you had to know, well, like, how to connect right. it, how to be on there online. And then you actually, I think, I mean, yeah, you had to know the people personally to play with. Right. And it was like, it, it's a thing, but... Definitely not as accessible as it was made on the 360. Yeah. And the PS3 was... It was. Did you start on, on the PS3 or 360? I started... My first console ever was an NES. Hmm. A, a Nintendo Entertainment System. Ah, yeah. That was my first console because... When did you get it? <laughs> when I was four. Because I... Uh, I, uh, my, I got lots of hands down. A lot of hands down from... Okay. Uh, my cousin, right, who was who was a huge gamer, he influenced me into into the whole world. He into, into introduced me into Final Fantasy. I hate Final Fantasy Ten because of him. He would play that <laughs> wow, nonstop. Yeah. My, my my uncle kind of kind of got me to Final Fantasy as well because he bought Final Fantasy Ten 
And the funny thing is that uh, when he was playing it, he didn't know how to level up. Like, you have to manually level up your character. Oh, yeah, 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 you do. So he didn't know that, and he was stuck in the section forever. And then, he re- and then he realized, oh, I can level up. But he grinded so much that uh, after that he... he leveled up, he was overpowered for most of the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- those those are the kind of games that you can really just, you know, put so many hours into. Exactly. Like, yeah. it was it was his thing to to just find the new stuff. He, he had the NES, and then I... Uh, he handed us the SNES for a while, and then I think he took it back or something. But I was playing, I remember playing, uh, freaking, I, you know the guy, who's, who's the guy that shoots laser beams out of his eyes? Um, he's a superhero. Football? He's a, oh, he played, it was Cyclops? A, is it Cyclops? Are you talking about like an X-Men game or something? Yeah, it's it's one of the, I think it's or the Fantastic Four, one of Marvel those. Marvel Capcom? No, no, it wasn't Marvel. Dude, it was literally a, an SNES or NES game. Oh, where, like a superhero in it. Yeah. Like, I can shoot lasers out yeah, of it? Yeah. Like, Superman? No, it wasn't Superman. Uh, it was, I, mean, I don't think it was Superman. It was, I'm pretty sure it's, got, it's one of the guys from Fantastic Four. One of the guys that has the glasses on at all times. Oh, Mr. Fantastic? Isn't Mr. No. no Mr. Fantastic is stretchy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know their names either. But I remember playing him on on the SNES or and yeah. like playing those original games, and I was like infatuated. Was it like a beat 'em up or? A... Dude, it was like or it was like, like a, a platform. platform. It was like it was platform, but it was like flat where you like go up. You know? Yeah, I think that's a beat 'em up. Is yeah. it beat 'em up? Yeah, beat 'em up is like it's, it's a side scroller, but you can go you can walk up and down to the walls on each side. Mm. I think I don't know what it was called, but I remember those memories just stuck in my brain because I would play it so much yeah. that my mom would have to put eye drops in my eyes afterwards, and yes. I would hate it. Like <laughs> she would have held my like I hated Sweet. getting shit in my eyes since I was wow. dude two or three because I don't know what I have a sensibility in my eyes that wow. I don't know what the fuck's weird, yeah. but. So- that must have been hard, I guess. Dude, yeah, it was just shitty in general because for some reason, dude, I love video games. Yeah, like I was addicted to them as soon as I yeah. got a hold to them. It was like my first love was video games. That was my first yeah. thing to ever like. Right, yeah, this right. this is mine. This is what I enjoy a lot. But it was it was weird. It was like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it, I definitely remember. Yeah, because I believe at first my uncle was the only one who had consoles. I didn't have one until later. But I believe my consoles were the GameCube. Game Boy, but I remember being young, and I was playing with my uncle, but I didn't know that I wasn't actually playing the game the whole time because he never plugged the controller in. Ah, he just geez. gave me he gave me the controller, uh-huh. wasn't plugged in, and I, me not knowing anything, I thought I was playing the game. You know, uh-huh. I think I even remember like going to like a Pac-Man, Pac-Man arcade, and I didn't think I didn't know you had to plug in the controller to play, so I just moved the Joy-Con, and I thought I was playing as one of the ghosts or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my, my uncle definitely got me kind of into gaming. He was really into it himself. Um, and he he, ha- he actually had a PlayStation 2. Uh, I think he had a GameCube and Xbox. So he actually had all the consoles, even though... I, I don't even know how he got all the consoles, because he's not as into gaming now anymore, but he kind of just had all the consoles, and that's kind of... That kind of exposed me to all three at a young age. Yeah. I had the GameCube and Game Boy myself at first, but that kind of exposed me to a little bit, so I played games like Grand Theft Auto, even though I was really young. Uh, I played games like Kingdom Hearts... I played Halo, which is like the go-to thing to play on Xbox, and then I played Nintendo games. And I guess out of the three, I I, I do really like all three consoles overall. Out of the three, I feel like uh, Nintendo was my favorite. But like I said, since I felt like Nintendo was kind of lacking in some areas with their next consoles in comparison to Xbox and Sony in terms of the online, 
and whatnot, I kind of moved on to them because, you know, I saw my friends playing on the Xbox. And then I was actually on PlayStation 2. I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I'll give this a shot. But then I kind of came back to Nintendo because I don't know, like, I, I feel like a lot of their first party games are really different and original from what Sony and Xbox has overall. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they got adventure games like Zelda, they got a plat- platforming games like Mario, or I guess, what was the other one called? Yeah, I forget. But, uh, yeah, they, they had, like, like they don't have too many mature games, but I feel like they had a nice variety, you know, like, overall. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like Nintendo, but I kind of just gave up on them after, pretty much after, after I got the PS4, I was like, well, no, nah, as soon as I started, I started getting into PS3, I was, I was pretty much, yeah, just done with it. Or, yeah. the GameCube, really, I wanted the Wii U, but by the time that... By the time that I was, like, was able to get the Wii U, like, the PS3 was the thing. Right. What I thought was really cool about the Wii U was that uh, it was, like, the first, like, HD Nintendo console. Yeah. Because one thing I do find annoying, since a lot of the Nintendo consoles up before the Wii U weren't HD, so playing the Wii on, like, this TV, it looks kind of bad. Because it, was, it wasn't made for these new TVs. It was made for the older ones. Yeah. So. But that's why I said I really hope that they do come up with, like, a... You know, like a like an N sixty four classic or some sort of re release of these consoles where they're compatible for newer TVs. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah. I I mean I was okay with I, I didn't mean the Wii I meant the regular Wii I was I like the Wii like the Wii like like you said it kind of felt like a lot of people thought it was an extension and for a while I kind of did too for a little bit and then I was like oh shit it's a whole new yeah, different yeah, thing yeah. but I mean I was like still like what are they gonna do with it and then. How long did it take before they were like, we're done with this? Right. Like, yeah. It was like two years, right? With the Wii U. Oh, for the Wii? Um, it came out It came out in 2012. And then they said they were finished in 2016. So they did have it for four years. But it would have. La- I think it would have lasted longer had it been more successful. Yeah, see, but the Wii was super the successful. The Wii was successful. And it was actually because of, you know, their new idea of using motion controls. You know. Yeah. It got a lot of people who didn't want to play video games to buy a Wii. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why the Wii was actually successful wasn't so much because, like, oh, it had a good game lineup or... I mean, no, they had good games on it. Yeah. No, but what I'm trying to say, a lot of people who didn't even play video games, who just saw the motion controls and just wanted to get in on that fad, you know? But a lot of those people who did buy the Wii, they literally bought, like, they literally bought, like, one or two games and then they kind of just didn't touch it after that, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, I... I really, like I said, I really wanted the Wii, especially for, like, Mario Kart or Super Smash. Yeah. Super Smash. Melee was one of my favorite uh, Bond bond uh, moments with my family or with my well, my yeah. cousins especially. We would literally spend all day just gaming on it. Right. Just trying to... There was this... Like, you could go on YouTube and look up... Uh, there was this glitch that you could do was... Uh, it was called black hole in, in super smash and basically what you do oh yeah i know it's yeah 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 you <laughs> it, it literally lagged the game yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you what do you do you shoot that's kind of one thing uh, you throw like yeah. uh what do you throw is it what do you throw you throw something in there one of the items in there and then you get a gun and you shoot right, it right. back and forth till it just goes and it's game over yeah yeah dude one thing i will say that I also didn't mention which is really cool about gaming nowadays is that we can update the games now. Mm. You know, so with that, that, that some glitches I kind of miss in like old school games, but yeah. now that the fact that we can update games, um, it, it, it kind of allows the people to improve games that might have started that off. You know, while back then when you made a game, you had to make sure it was a 
finished product yeah, yeah. before it was released. So there's like a good side and bad side to that. Dude, but I, I like that because like you don't have all the DLC that you have nowadays. Yeah, too. yeah. Now, nowadays there's some games that make you pay $100 in a year just to get the full package of the exactly. game. Exactly. What was it? And, and then Street Fighter V? Yeah. That was exactly Yeah, they, did, they didn't have much content. That's another issue. There's Now that people can update games or put DLC afterwards... Um, there's there's become an issue where some people just release games unfinished and they're like oh well updated don't worry yeah. you know like you're making us pay sixty dollars for this you know and it's due to this whole like update feature people are kind of lowering their standards of what they need to do with games you know so yeah I don't know man video games yeah. for sure for sure I, I don't know I feel like it's gonna move to just multiplayer games. Yeah, Eventually. I don't think single player games are going to die, but multiplayer games are definitely the mainstream thing to do nowadays. You know, mm. but I feel like like single player games are kind of the kind of thing that you can play like anywhere in the moment. While with multiplayer, you need you know friends to play, so they might still be like popularity in single player games into like on a handheld sense. As, you know, like if you're on the train, you would you want to play a game that passes the time to get through that t- train ride. You know. For sure, for yeah. sure, and the Switch is probably the best for that. Like I, I yeah, think the Switch yeah. is definitely a great console. I want to get a Switch, yeah. especially since I went to the Coexist event. I was like, right, all right, dude, I need a Switch. I need, yeah. I just need a play so, Super Smash. Right. I was gonna ask, so what games do you feel like, uh, like you would say you're the best at skill wise for yourself, dude? Right now, probably Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or. or uh, MK oh, MK10 or MK10? MK9. Oh, I really did enjoy Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Mortal Kombat 9 and Mortal Kombat 10 or uh, Naruto Ninja Storm. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I, I play that game too. I play that game too. Dude, I got obsessed with Naruto uh, yeah. in uh, my sophomore year of high school. Oh, yeah? I got obsessed with anime games in general. Okay. I, I really, dude, I, like I said, since... Since I was a little kid, I kind of just wanted to associate with my life completely. Yeah. Like, I was... Uh, I kind of grew up in a, in, a, in a fucked up family, man. My dad okay. was an alcoholic. Yeah. And uh, my dad, uh, my mom was kind of, always had to deal with his ass. And mm. I always had to deal with his ass. Okay. So it was like this point where I really didn't want to deal with anybody at all. Like right. going to school and then having to like listen to other people's problems to mm. me was, it was like right. a burden, dude. It was like. Dude, you guys don't even know what's going on. Like, what it could be for you guys. And it always it always brought this kind of uh, resentment for people that mm. I definitely shouldn't have harbored for a long time. And now I know that, you know, that's just my fucking problem. It was my fucking problem, and I, I haven't had to get over it. But for a long time, right. it was like, dude, I'm done with this. I'm done with, uh, with life in general. And I would okay. rather just really... So you found, I guess, gaming as like an escape... Dude, it was family. a huge escape. Yeah. It's you, you, uh, yeah, dude. You can yeah. literally just put one game on and just keep, keep, keep acting like that's your life and not mm. having to worry about anything else till you right. hear your name out in the real world. Like right. uh, another big part yeah. of it was like anime. And anime was I loved anime. Do you, do you watch any anime? Yeah, I'm actually a pretty big anime fan myself. Yeah, dude. I was definitely an otaku. Like that's definitely <laughs> I was. That's me, yeah. man. Like. Right. I was I wanted uh one of yeah. one of one of the animes that really kind of got me more into it stuck into it was probably like Sword Art Online. Right, dude, I love Sword Art. Right. <laughs> yeah, the I, first I feel, season. I feel like personally, like me growing up as well. I feel like I really got into gaming partially because of my family. Like my uncle, he, he really got into gaming. He kind of introduced me to everything. 
but also just because a lot of my people in school, like a lot of the time, the majority of the stuff we talk about, like growing up in elementary and middle school, you know, it was like gaming or anime or even just like regular like cartoons and whatnot, you know. And I never really got too much like into sports growing up. I kind of got more into sports as I got older a little bit. But yeah, I felt like it was an outlet that I kind of grew up on. But it became a passion to me as I got older, you know. Mm. And it kind of started, you know, playing Smash Brothers with my friends. It was just a casual thing. And I I wanted to get good, but not like the best in the world. I just kind of wanted to beat my friends, if anything. So we did that. And then, actually, I, I watched a documentary on the competitive scene in Smash. And from then, I got really interested and wanted to get into the competitive scene. So, so that's when I went to it, like, the last year of high school. I, I went to my first tournament there. And then I started going to tournaments a little bit regularly, not like every week, but, like, in every couple of months. And then the new Smash Bros. came, the one on the Wii U. That's kind of like when the... That wasn't when the Wii U started, but, you know, like, the Wii U was still new at the time. The new Smash came, and I was really interested in that. Because that was the first Smash Brothers to be in HD, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My phone. Chocobo sound. But, uh, yeah. So that was the first one I really... Well, I didn't start with that one competitively. That was the first one I really got into. Because that was... Right when that game was coming out was, a, was the same time when I was getting into the competitive scene. Yeah. Like, I got into the competitive scene last summer. And then the fall was when that game came out. So, with that new game, that kind of gave me more interest. Because it was a new game. Hmm. And what's cool about getting into a new game in the competitive scene is that it hasn't really been like yeah mastered mastered yeah it's still fresh new mechas yeah yeah so i had the element of surprise so to speak while for the last smash game i played that game was played for over like four to five years you know so a lot of people figured it out there's a lot of top players of course i was still a new player so a lot of the top players were above my level but i kind of just got into it and i kept going to tournaments you know after high school and then eventually I met um, some guy who ran a video game company that was a high school friend of my mom's, and I talked to him, and now I've been helping him uh, run tournaments you know, around the New York City. Um, the company is actually called Destructive World Gaming, and he's been doing tournaments for a while. Like, he's been doing tournaments for shooters, I believe, since like 2007 or 8, like back, back during like the Modern Warfare 1 to Halo 3 days. Dang. Yeah, so he's been doing it for a while. And actually, I heard about him before in high school, but the events he was doing were for people 18 and plus, so I couldn't go. But, you know, like after senior year, I started doing a competitive scene. And then my mom told me about him, so I started working with him. We've been doing different tournaments together. We've done Street Fighter tournaments. We've done a Fortnite tournament. And uh, we've been doing it for a while, you know, like for about like three years. We've we done, not even just tournaments, actually. But we also just have done like... Kind of like coexist, where it's like a gaming yeah, party event. Party we, event, yeah. Yeah, we had like events, kind of like like in like a bar. We had events in like a coffee shop, and some of them were like you know, like just retro events where we had like old school consoles. Other than were just you know whatever people would find popular, like Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I feel like gaming has become like a really good passion for me. I play, I take it very seriously. I try to play competitively. And I think as a competition as well. But I also feel like I met a lot of friends and I met a lot of different people through it, you know? Exactly. Because what's kind of interesting about it is that gaming isn't really just like one thing. Like it's kind of it's kind of a genre, if anything else, you know? Like there's people who play shooters, there's people who play fighting games. You can play even like music games like Grand like Guitar Hero or you know, Your DJ sport Hero. events too. Sporting games, you yeah. Know? Some games take strategy, some games are just for fun. Some games are just oriented, you know, like, like there's a lot that you can do, you know, with video games. Yeah. What do you think about, like, the speedrunning scene? Oh, uh, I would never get into it, but I think it's really cool. 
it, it just seems kind of frustrating. Dude, I think it, it pisses me off because a lot of times they're just lagging it out. Yeah, I gotta give them a lot of props. Yeah, a lot of it's like abusing glitches. Some of them, some of some of those speedrunning games take a lot of luck to, to like get get a really good score on. It really depends. Like I, just like how I said, video game is a genre. Speedrunning itself is a pretty broad thing as well because there's a lot of different types of games yeah. you can speedrun. You can speedrun a platforming game like Mario, but then at the same time you can speed like a story or only game like like. I don't know if you ever heard of the game like Ace Attorney or, or anything. Uh, the, the, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, like, an attorney. Yeah, I've actually, like, I've actually seen a speed run where someone like literally speed runs that game. It's like, wow, I, that's kind of just weird because it's not, it doesn't really, like, there's, like it's just a text-based game. You're just spamming the text button to reach the end of the game. Yeah. But uh, I think it's really cool. I actually wanted to like attend like a speed, like a speed running like event where I could watch people speed run, but I haven't done so yet. But I think that would be really cool. Really? Yeah. Really, I like I said, I really I don't like it. I, like it's cool, like that you can do it and that you yeah. found it out. But like to me, it's always like, dude, you're literally just glitching it out. Yeah, I think I think it's for me, it's more fun to watch than to do because they're playing mm-hmm. the same game over and over. Yeah, and to each its own. I mean, they're having fun with it, and it's it, it's pretty impressive as well. Like, I'll give them props, dude. Do you see that guy that went crazy? Um, he was like the best uh, Ocarina speedrunner. Um, uh, Who? Oh, What's his name? Uh, well, uh, he went like he went crazy. Not crazy. He just went on another level. Like well, Cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, Cosmos. I heard, I heard story, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like he yeah. just went. Okay, so Cosmos. He was, went from. He, he, yeah. Or she she went from you know being a top streamer to kind of just like not really streaming the content anymore, and also transitioning, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. No, but you know, she doesn't really stream her content. Like she doesn't play Zelda anymore. Yeah. So, so and she's also I guess been begging for money online. Which is <laughs> well, it's whatever. I mean, but, that's but, not... but you know, like that that does happen a lot of the time. You know, like some people they. They are known for this content, and then I guess when they try something different or when they stop doing it, people stop watching, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, people can watch whoever they want. If they don't want to watch you, it's it's whatever, you know? So. Definitely. I like, I, I think for me, the thing that, like, shocked me the most was, like, how, yeah, it, it kind of went, like, it just switched one day to another. It was like, all right, I'm kind of, I'm just completely done with this, and then, yeah, she was this completely different person. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. just like it's it's kind of it's kind of sad in some in some senses because it's like at what point do you start worrying? You know, like yeah, what like example like Etika too, right? Yeah, oh, man. that's yeah. like that's some shit that's like sad as hell and like yeah. it's so crap because it's like yeah. literally right here in Manhattan. He was right, right. Yeah, he, he was he was just like done with it and he was like I feel so bad for him or feel like. Sometimes I feel like who is there for them? Who yeah. who who's really there and then to like try and talk to them and if, if they're really there for them. Right, right. And how do you? How how would how would you Yeah, one thing I guess, you know, like for Etika, he definitely needed mental help. Obviously he didn't say he needed it, but you know, we know what what happened and what turned out. But I'll say one thing from what I've learned, you know, like I feel like most people you can't really change them. It's up to them to choose whether they can change themselves, you know? Mm. Like, I've, I've had friends who were into alcohol who got over that and stuff. But a lot of times, it's, it's it's you who really has to choose 
you know, where your life is. So I do, I do hope that Etika is in peace, and I do wish Cosmos well. But you know, for sure, I yeah. definitely, I, I think Cosmos. I mean, I, I have all love for him, for her, yeah. for uh, whatever no, she I, wants I, to do. And I did see see some of her earlier games. It was pretty, it was pretty impressive. Dude, yeah, she killed. She killed at those games. Right. And, but like I said, I still don't like the content. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, she she doesn't really stream or you know, No, I don't like I don't like the content of speedrunning in general. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. You meant. No, okay. yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. I I like seeing somebody completely change their perspective on on their content. It really kind of like it really lets somebody in into into knowing a person. That's kind of like. Yeah, I, I like seeing the rawness of Burning. Honestly, yeah. even even if it feels like edgy or cringy to others, for me, it's like right. this is this just, is what humans are. Right. What else? It's just interesting how we can take anything and make more out of it. You know? Yeah. Like, like Ocarina of Time. No, I mean as it don't as its own Ocarina of Time is a great game, but it's just interesting. Someone took this and said, "I want to make this. I want to speed run this. You know, I want to yeah. make this like a thing or a competition. You know." So that with speed running, I feel what's really cool is that any game. Can kind of become more of like a competition or, or something to someone now, you know. Not saying that the single game, single player game by itself is bad or anything. Yeah. Just saying that speedrunning is interesting to me in the fact that people will look at a game and say, oh, "I want to do this with it." You know, now now people are even doing more than just speedruns. There's been stuff like you know, like blind speedruns where people blindfold themselves and they speedrun or kind of time. And I was like, really? <laughs> but I mean, I gotta give them points, you know, for their creativity and skill. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty impressive feat. So you've never felt like a personal like impact or like downfall from video games yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say that like at one point, like like when I got really into games, like it, it kind of like distracted me from school, you know. But uh, I also feel like it had a positive outlook, you know, like it helped me meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends in this community. Uh, it gave me some hobbies that I like, not just playing games, but streaming them. Yeah. And uh, playing games competitively and also running games. Like, I've ran events with EWG, like I said, a company I work with as an intern. But I've also had events in my house where I had, like, a tournament. And I'm mostly, and I'm mostly just invited friends, but I kind of liked, you know, what I've done with that. And I feel like it's gave me, it gave me a couple of different skills that I've learned. Not just, like, skills in, like, gaming, but it also it taught me how to stream, you know. It taught me how to manage and run these type of events and yeah dude i i definitely have felt a downfall from games yeah especially because like i said i really disassociated with life from it and mm. yeah I, with that yeah i feel like i for yeah at one point like a lot of times like i'll just play games you know and it'll distract me from doing important stuff whether it's like homework or whatever mm-hmm. but i guess I don't know. Like, like I feel like it was a good and bad thing. It depends. But I feel like I'm glad that I did more of it. You know. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't just play games at home alone. I and mean, I don't just play games for like twelve hours a day. Like some people might say, oh, you play games competitively, so you play well like all day at home. But no, I I went out. I went to these events. I helped run events. I played games competitively. I even try to teach some of my friends how to play Smash competitively as well that I've known. But uh, yeah, I feel like you can do anything with anything. But I also feel like it's good to have everything in moderation. So you don't want to play games so much that you don't talk to your family or friends, or that you can't, you know, do your homework or work your job or whatever you do. You know, everything. It's good to have everything in moderation, and that does apply to games. But you know, you could do more of whatever you do. You know, like like say if you like reading, like books, you can join a like a book club. You know, if you like anime, 
maybe you can make videos about anime, you know, or, you know, make an anime club. You can do more of anything. And at the same time, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, like I said, you want everything in moderation. You don't want to do too much of stuff. You don't want, you don't want something to become an unhealthy habit. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that has become a stigma with gaming because there are people who have done that. There's people who, you know, have played games for like over, like they'll, like they'll buy the newest Call of Duty and they'll play it for like over 24 hours and have to go to the hospital because they didn't, they literally didn't sleep for like two or three days because playing, because they're playing games. There are some extreme cases like that. But yeah, overall, like it's all it's all up to you, you know. Like you yeah. can you can drink alcohol, you know. You can you can do certain things that people that might be dangerous if you do too much of it. But it's up to you to have self control over yourself and whatnot. For sure, yeah, dude. For me, like, uh, like when I went to when I was going to high school, mm. we had iPads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember remember there, dude. Well, freaking. This was like the first year we had iPads, and yeah. uh, the big thing was downloading games and downloading app games. And like, dude, I went hard on them, so hard. Like, have you ever played like Subway Surfers? Subway, oh uh, yes, yeah, dude, I still play that game actually. Dude, I was literally playing it the other day. But yeah. at one point, I was addicted to those kind of games: Subway yeah. Surfers and Flappy which, Bird. What's interesting about those kind of games, mobile games, is those games are really made for mobile. You know, like yeah. you wouldn't buy a, a four hundred dollar PS4 to play Subway. No, the idea of like those kind of games is that they're free, but then they use advertisements to pay for themselves. Mm. You know, so like a lot of those phone games are games or games made to kind of get your attention in the moment when like you're going to the train or if you're eating lunch before work. You know, and yeah. Yeah, dude, like, okay, so, man, I got to a point where, dude, I got, my, my high score on Flappy Bird was 700. Right. So, I don't know if you've ever, like, dude, Flappy Bird killed me, dude. Oh, I was, yeah. I was literally, it's I It's such I, a simple game, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. would make me rage so much. And when you get to yeah. a point where your high score 700, dude, yeah. and you just want to beat that, like, that's literally all your life afterwards. Like, for me, it was, like. I took it to that extreme. Even with uh, your your Persona, you play Persona. Yeah, yeah Persona. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I played. I really like. I said I got into anime really right. bad when, especially in high school. Right. Especially in high school, I was I loved anime since I was a kid. Okay. But well, as soon as Netflix hit, it was it was game over. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the first uh, anime you got into? The first anime I ever watched was that. That I still love to this day is called uh, Ranma One and a Half. Mm. Ranma One and a Half. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, have you heard of it? No, actually. It, it's a, it's a anime that consists of a Chinese boy or, oh yeah, boy who went to uh, train with his father in these lakes of mm. uh, pond lakes where if you fall into one of them, you would turn into a certain like aspect because in all these lakes people have drowned or whatever so like there was one where like a, a pig had drowned and if you fall into it when you come out of it you be you, a pig yeah you're a pig Jeez. yeah okay. well he fell into a pond where a little girl died right. so he came out as a girl Jeez. Okay. yeah oh, so wow. but the only way to uh <laughs> turn back into a boy is if they put hot water right. on you so eventually it was yeah the premise was like he he moves to japan to uh, train with a dojo girl yeah. that his dad's had a like arranged right. marriage. He was arranged marriage so to, to a, a girl, but then becomes a girl. He has to deal with the well, like the, he becomes a girl and a dude because when oh. when they pour hot water on on him, oh, you, wait, I feel like I heard of that. Yeah, when he has water, he could change gender, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not 
Now it's clicking, yeah. Yeah. Upper, upper, upper yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it's by the same person that made Inuyasha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. They even have Inuyasha right. in there sometimes. So did, did you watch uh, like most of your shows or anime like on Netflix or? Well, after when I got into high school, I binge watched every anime show that they had on Netflix. But before that, I was watching it like they would show. Okay, so Toonami was was definitely yeah a, a big part of my life. But before that, there was like uh, right. Uh, it yeah, was, I mean because. You know, the reason I ask because, you know, I feel like Netflix in itself is kind of like another new era similar to, like, what I was talking about with 360 to PS3 online, you know? Because mm-hmm. back then, we kind of just started with the cable. Yeah, yeah. And now... Whatever you caught, you caught. Right, 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 right. So I guess you grew up watching, like, most of your stuff, like, Toonami Cable, and then you moved on to, like, Netflix. Net- but like... it was it wasn't that big till I got into Netflix. Like, when I was a little kid, like, I loved that stuff, but it was more like... I felt like at one point anime for me was just kind of like cartoons until I realized no, it's a completely whole like yeah, different yeah, kind yeah. of thing because you you're not you don't see half naked girls on cartoon you know <laughs> literally that's just not a thing yeah. that's just not a fucking thing and yeah. and the art and the premises of the stories are sometimes dark as shit. Have you ever seen School Days? Uh, no, dude. Oh man, I'm gonna yeah. ruin it for you guys. Right. Basically, School <laughs> Days is basically uh, a high school romance. Where this guy freaking tries to date this girl, and he gets the help from another girl that he just met. Well, yeah. that girl ends up falling in love with him, and by the end of the season, he she chops his head off. Jeez. Yes. Oh, the... And then the other girl uh, slices Damn. into her belly because I, I, I gotta start looking these up. <laughs> I, I've, I've been mostly into most of the mainstream animes, but oh no, dude, I got into it dark right oh, away, yeah. like. Like okay, well, anyways, it took it took a part of me where uh, I kind of almost like really want to integrate into into right, animes right. too. I, like, what's interesting to me about animes is that like from what people first view it as, like, oh, this is a cartoon, so it's for kids. Because cartoons were normally made for kids, which is fine. But there's a lot more to some of these animes. Like some of these animes are made for adults. There's different genres, and I feel that's kind of similar to gaming, where like they both have their own like. Pro- um, I guess assumption that like oh this stuff is for kids like gaming is for kids, anime is for kids, but no there could be more to this you know and there's like I said like with gaming there's different genres and you know different styles of whatnot of anime. Yeah, I I loved every single genre of it except for uh, the Wally ones. Those get a little weird. Oh jeez, dude, it gets so fuck. Japan yeah. is on another level, man. You know they have the highest rate of suicide in the in the yeah, world. Yeah, no, I've heard there's like suicide forest. Dude, Logan it Ball is, went there. Yeah, man, oh. the whole controversy. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. dude, it's so weird. Japan is just such a special place. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting, like how they came up with this like anime idea because most countries around the world, I, I believe at least, when when they make cartoons, they usually made it to geared towards kids you know yeah but uh anime is like not is kind of an exception i mean there are animes for kids of course I, I, yeah yeah but there are also animes that are made for adults like and to be anime. fair to be fair i'll say this to be fair we, we do kind of have something similar like with like comics south park. yeah we have like south park family Guy. That's, that's but it wasn't a thing at first it yeah it came afterwards mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll even say like stuff like 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 we have like superhero cartoons you know we have like stuff like the avengers mm-hmm. um dc justice League. But that's that stuff well, for the most part, most of those comics are geared. Some like the earlier TV shows, at least, were kind of geared towards kids. But definitely. but it definitely has a, a, a scene with a lot of a lot of adults people. Who, well, it you know, grew with it. At first, it was kind of just for kids. For yeah, sure. well, and when, then, when those comics first came out, yeah, they were a lot more. Uh, 
for teens or yeah, yeah. yeah. and right. then it kind of just ended up growing too. Yeah. But, but but some of those comics are really mature and, have, sure. and have a lot of crude humor, Deadpool. like Deadpool, for yeah. example, of course. Mm-hmm. Or even have like a lot of like mature themes, like X Men, where they talk about like, oh, like what if people had superpowers in real life? How would that realistically be? And X Men's kind of like, I guess, an interpretation of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they we we in America here we. I don't, I don't know. We don't like to appreciate anything that isn't uh, solid, that isn't, uh, doesn't feel realistic yeah. for some reason. We we like we, we like imagination in some aspects, is what I feel like. Right. Like they'll like there's still gonna be people here that are gonna be like, nah, dude, you're fucking stupid. Those those are still for kids, you know. Yeah. Like any any superhero comics or whatever. Right. Probably, like if I catch you with that shit, I'm like, like I know you. But now, but now, like nowadays, at least, like. Like a lot of people are watching superhero, at least movies. Yeah. See, because the thing with like when, when someone makes something live action, like if, since there's real people in it, they assume, oh, this is more for adults. Mm-hmm. So when someone, oh, my phone, let's call back later. Yeah, Final Fantasy theme again. But uh, what was I saying? Uh, the superheroes. Uh, oh yeah. So when, when people see superheroes like as a cartoon, like oh, this is for kids. But when they see like you know the live action one, they assume it might be more for adults. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but. What I'm trying to say, like, like nowadays, actually, superhero movies have gotten a lot more popular than when they started. You know, like superhero superhero comics in general started well, like in the 50s, right? Yeah. And then they started having some movies, I guess, like in the 80s, the 90s. But I would say 2000s forward, it started to gain some popularity now, and people who might not who might not be like hardcore comic fans are now kind of getting into it. And actually, I feel like that's kind of similar with gaming as well. Like gaming back in the 80s. Like like when it was just like Pac Man or you know Mario and NES, it wasn't as it wasn't as liked by older people. But now like gaming has become more mature in some ways, and there's a lot more more different genres, and it's really grew as a scene. I feel like there are more people who, who are into gaming now than there were before. You know, for right? sure. We we have a like I said. I I feel like gaming is gonna be the future. I feel like sports in general are gonna die and be replaced by esports yeah i feel like there's gonna be a technic technological uh uh emergence of of uh of just like combination like combining our ourselves with t- technology and kind of yeah. just leaving the physical and that's what what i, I kind of came to when i was in high school too where i felt like Yo, this this life's not gonna matter for too much longer. Right. Video games are the future, and I really right. put myself in a box where I really hated everything else and wanted to integrate myself into that and be, be part of the machine almost. Yeah, which I kind of feel like we're gearing towards, but maybe right. I shouldn't what, probably what, put myself there. Yeah, one thing I've always thought about is like there's there's gonna be so there's so many games, there's so many different TV shows, you know. Or even just different genres of music that I'll never be able to get to every single game. Yeah, I'll never be able to watch every single show. You know, so I feel like you just gotta enjoy the moment and do you know what you feel like you want to do. You know, because even even once I die, there's still gonna be like hundreds of new games coming out and TV shows. You know, so you should just choose what you want to do and what you want to get into and just go with that. You know, definitely, definitely, yeah. I don't know. Well, shit. I think we uh gotta. I think the last thing I really want to talk about was uh yeah yeah um well like. How do you like New York, man? Huh. In uh, general, yeah, um, New York. I grew up in New York my whole life. You know, I, I'm used to it, and I have been. I've have been to other places. I've been to Puerto Rico. I've been to other states like Florida, Connecticut. But I, I, I'm pretty used to. It. I know some people have trouble getting used to New York, 
for many reasons. Like, it's pretty loud here. And, like, if you live, like, in certain neighborhoods, there's always, like, music outside. Oh, dude, there was music yeah, outside as soon as I got it, here. It can be really crowded in certain areas on the train or even just in Manhattan, the city. But at the same time, there's a lot of different stuff here. There's a variety of food. There's a variety of different places to check out, you know. And uh, the transportation's a lot is... You, you either love it or hate it. There's good things about it. Like, you can literally take a train every anywhere. You don't need a car. But at the same time, it can be really crowded, or sometimes the trains can be slow. But to be fair, the fact that we have that, that we have trains running 24-7, and that we can take it anywhere for about, like, well, like $2, that's pretty yeah. cool, you know? Mm. So sometimes I feel like it's a matter of perspective, you know, whether you would like or dislike stuff in New York. Yeah. But uh, I've always lived there, and I, I, I love it here, man. So. Really? You wouldn't ever feel like going anywhere else? Going anywhere else? Um, to live there? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I'm still young. I'll have to see, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, but, uh, about, what about your family? I guess I'm. Yeah, what, I guess that's one thing. With New York, I'm kind of used to everything being close. You know, like my family is close. Most yeah. of my friends are close, with the exception of people who aren't in New York right now. Wait, are, was your family born here too? Uh, my mom and my dad were born here. Really? But my grandma from and my grandpa from both sides weren't. Really? So yeah, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. Really? That's yeah. I'm not, I don't really look Spanish. I know what. Yeah. I mean, you can you can kind of. I mean, you can get it. I mean, white white people, dude. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's there's a few white people in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but people don't look at me and say, "Oh, you're Puerto Rican," right? No. I can tell. I don't, I don't but yeah, I'm Puerto Rican on my dad's side, and then on my mom's side, I'm Costa Rican and Cuban. So I have a, a bit of a mix of different Spanish voices. See what the fuck, dude? You literally like I, like I said, New York City is yeah, a you melting have, you pot. have variety, yeah, for sure, yeah, 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 re- and. Uh, you talk to well, that's pretty cool though because if you think about like oh what my what my family yeah. like, like my family in outside new york or everywhere. no your your grandpa your grandma you ever talk to them uh my grandma lives in new york in the bronx we actually were staying in her house before we moved here um, oh really and uh, does she have like the accent and everything or, or spanish not? accent yeah yeah, she's yeah. Costa Rican. she speaks english well she learned it here when she uh, first moved in, you know. How was that? Like, but was she, like, was she a strict, like, the freaking throw a freaking sandal oh, across the, the room? Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she's she's definitely Spanish, you know. Yeah. So so she she had, like, Spanish tradition in terms of raising, well, I, I wouldn't know, but from what I've heard, you know, she raised my mom and, and, and my uncle with Spanish traditions. And she had to work pretty hard, you know, because she came here, like, well, like, in her 20s or 30s. You know, I assume like after the sixties or seventies. Oh, really? Yeah, and and she had to take care of both my uncles by herself for a couple of years. And I, I, when I was first born, I think I, I believe I lived there for a few years as well. And yeah, she she's putting a lot of work. You know, she, she came here not really knowing English at first, I believe, and she started working for a health company called For Life for a couple of years, and now she, I believe she's retired. Oh, really? So yeah. Damn, she came here, yeah, like around my age, and right, she right. kind of just, but she came to New York straight? Yeah, Damn. Mean, oh, actually, I believe so. I, I think she came to New York straight, yeah. Damn. Because yeah. that's, like, for me, it's always been kind of wild. Yeah, but, she, but, yeah, she's been pretty, I guess, wild, because she, she owned her own house, you know? Damn. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good here. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard, it's hard to get housing here due to it being New York, being, being overcrowded and whatnot, you know? So. But was she with your grandpa? As yeah, well. like my grandpa and grandpa, they were together in their early years, but they did separate. And my grandpa moved to Puerto Rico, oh. and then I guess like when I was like twelve, uh, my mom finally took took me to Puerto Rico to visit her and uh, visit him. And that's when I, that's actually the reason why I went to Puerto Rico. I used mm. to go there, uh, like like for a couple of years, up until like high school. I haven't done so recently, but I wouldn't mind going to do so again. But yeah, yeah he 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 also 
similar. He came from Cuba. Mm. Yeah, my the grandma I'm talking because I have two grandmas actually. So you know, two mm. grandmas on father's side, his grandma on my mother's side. I'm talking about my mother's side family first. But uh, yeah, my, my my grandpa on my mother's side. You know, he he met my grandma who came from Costa Rica, and he was like into like a. Uh, not business. What's the thing like with like jewelry? Like he worked at like a jewelry shop, yeah. in, I believe, like in Manhattan. And I, and yeah, the, I don't know. I remember how I don't know how long they were together, but they both met each other. They had two kids, and then they lived. They both were able to live here for a while, you know. Damn. And even after my grandpa moved to Puerto Rico, you know, he he, I believe he was retired, but he was still making money, like doing a certain job, and he actually paid. For my brother, me, my mom to visit him in Puerto Rico. Damn! And then he also paid. They I got believe, that moolah. Yeah, <laughs> he paid for uh, me to go to Disneyland. I believe when I was like ten or eleven. Whoa, so, dude! So he he really spoiled, spoiled me as a kid because that was our first time meeting him. Mm. You know, so dude. Uh, yeah, man. My family's a little a little kind of on that. You're you're. Uh, I think more third generation immigrant. I'm like oh, okay. fir- first generation immigrant. Right. Like. I uh I came from Mexico straight out. Like right, right. my parents decided to move here, and I kind of came. We, were, you, were you born in Mexico? Yeah, I was born. I was born in Mexico. Do, I was. Do you remember like the life there, dude? As soon as I got to New York City, I got all the nostalgia back. I was. I, I, I'm from a place called Durango. Durango, and that's yeah. the city. That's the city. It's right in the middle of, of Mexico. Would you say that's like the Manhattan? Hell no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no. You, it, the Manhattan of Mexico is probably like the like the the capital, Mexico City, El okay. Defe. And uh, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty close. That or I don't know. I've heard Monterrey. Monterrey, Monterrey is pretty pretty chill. Or yeah. uh, but it, it's I don't know. It Mexico is definitely a different a different animal. Like a different okay. animal, especially culturally. Like, right. for example, my parents, uh, they were they weren't from the city. They were from like a town, like twenty or thirty miles out. I don't remember yeah. the name right now, but it's just a little little town where they they built their uh, their house out of like they built it out of sod at first. Okay, and for like fifteen or twenty years, they didn't have electricity. Jeez. Yeah, and this was in like the 60s, 70s, man. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. It's like Mexico. I mean, it wasn't as early times today, but it's still pretty pretty extreme for that. Dude, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But that's how it is in a lot of places still, son. Like, there's a lot of places. Still that, today? Yes, wow. dude. There's a lot of towns that yeah. they, they, they don't have electricity. Jeez. Like, they'll get, they have plumbing, but they have like their yeah, own service have plumbing. That's why, you know, for a lot of people living in America, we're really blessed in a lot of ways. You know, we have a lot, you know, going for this place, you know. In comparison, like our lights don't really go out, right? Because I remember because I went to Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. but that was actually an issue. The lights would just like go out randomly sometimes. Damn, you know. I but like in New York, things are kind of a higher quality. I'm not saying it's easy for everyone. There are homeless people everywhere in yeah. you know, New York and whatnot. But America has a lot of privileges in in a lot of ways. You know, in terms of what you can get here, you can get stuff like food stamps here to help you. Mm. You know, you you can get help for other stuff like mental issues. Or if, if you're homeless and whatnot. And you really got to appreciate, you know, what we have, you know, in terms of technology, in terms of everything, you know. But I, I, like I said, I always feel like it's it's a matter of perspective, you know. Yeah. But we do have a lot, not even just in America, but just in, in life in general, you know. Like we have medicine that can treat multiple different illnesses, you know. Yeah. We have uh, technology to where we can talk to people without being next to them. Or we can socialize with people from far away, whatnot. 
Well, we had the freedom to do it too. Because like yeah, it's true. Like in in America, we have the freedom to choose our lives. That's true. To choose whether you want you want to go to school, whether you whatever job you want to work, we have that choice. And that wasn't always the way back then, you know. Yeah, we have we definitely have a lot from technology and also just from like the way our our government works in terms of the freedoms that we have as people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like. For sure, we have our faults and we have our, our things that are wrong with the system. But the thing is that we do have that freedom to choose, to to be liberated, to be open and kind of be ourselves. You know, yeah. like, for example, um, another big thing, like, we had, like, dude, on, on the 30th, they had a march parade, right? Yeah. And they closed down, like, how many streets? They closed down 6th Avenue. Was it the a gay pride march? Or yeah, the, the pride march. Yeah. They had the Pride March, and then they had the Queer Liberation March, mm. which I don't know if you heard of that one, but it's basically like the anti-establishment like pride, right. where they're like, yo, fuck MasterCard, fuck Visa, oh, you guys geez. didn't help us out. But yeah. like, I get it, dude. I I went to it, and I actually recorded it, and uh, oh, I got wow. that. That's it, It's pretty cool, but yeah, it's because, yeah, they feel like the NYC Pride has, uh, you know, they have wristbands. You have to be, like, a member of a certain right. type of group. You had to sign up. You can't just kind of go in. Whereas yeah. in the Liberation March, they were, they made it old school, where it was like, yo, just I come in. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's like, that's what I'm saying. You, we have that kind of freedom where, yeah. for example, today. We, we can express ourselves and whatnot. Yeah, today we had, there was this place called, in, in Poland, I think, or, uh, Overseas, Eastern Eastern Europe, uh, where they had a Belinsky, I think it's called Belinsky or something like that. They had a, a march where, dude, there was literally thousands of people. It was a, it was a pride march where oh. there was like thousands of people coming out to protest it, and they were like throwing glass at them. That was for the Puerto Rico thing. No, no, not for the Puerto Rico. Okay, sorry. No, for the pride. For they had a pride march over there. Okay. Today, or I, I think today or, or yesterday. Yeah. And. Dude, these guys, they were throwing shit at them. Literal, Jeez. literal shit. Like, and they were putting their kids to barricade the the pride people from going where they had. They little kids. Wow. To, like, be like, yo. And it's like, and we have countries that, that execute people like that still right, today, right? right? Like, if Yeah, you, I mean, I feel like we still haven't gotten to the point where we could, we could make things better in this world. You know, like, like I said... I always feel like it's a matter of perspective. There's always good and bad, mm. depending where you look at it. But I think, in general, like even if as we advance medicine, as we advance technology, I don't think there's ever going to be an end goal. You know, we just got to keep striving for what we want to do and what we want to be, and keep pushing. You know, to improve our world. Exactly, and that's what America's for. That's what I see. America is yeah. like. It, it, it is literally the melting pot of yeah, the world. It's right. literally a country built on immigrants. This country was right. definitely not ours. Our, not even mine. But like, to be fair, you know, like, it, it also came a long way, you know? Because, like, yeah. thinking, well, like, le- not even 100 years ago, we had um, segregation. Yeah. Or that we had slavery. Yeah. But we've really, you know, we've been improving our ideals. And that's because people push for that. People push to make the world a better place for sure and there are people who are pushing back like there, there are bad stuff that still happens like terrorism and stuff and some of those trends are kind of picked up by people like the trend of like school shootings you know i feel like the reason why school shootings have increased is because someone because they kind of got inspired by the previous shooter or just the trend of it in general yeah so 
Yeah. Definitely. I, I think school shooters, a whole nother topic about, ah, fuck, just mental illness, too. Yeah. I yeah. think it really, it, I don't, I, I do, it, I mean, it, it kind of has to do with gun policy, but mainly, definitely mental illness. Because, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of gun owners, and we had a lot of gun owners beforehand, too. Right. But now it's, it, it is more like some people feel boxed in and don't know how to express themselves. And right. And they just, they just go off. They go off. And yeah. it's something we have to deal with, but it's something we have right. to work but for. But I feel like, like, even if, even if we do improve what we improve, whether it's mental health laws, whether it's the gun laws, there's always that chance that someone can do something that's bad, you know? Mm-hmm. I think crime will always be a thing. It can always happen. And we just got to do our best to work together, you know, to make this country a better place. Definitely. Unless we go into this psychopath. Have you ever heard of psychopath? Uh, the enemy, right? Yeah. Okay, I've got that one. <laughs> Where they put us, like, a, a, a meter of who's about to go psycho and murder a bunch of people, oh, and then they arrest the- yeah, okay. I, I've heard that I've seen it on Netflix. Yep. But I haven't watched it. It's that, a video. That sounds too. pretty interesting actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they yeah. do they basically install a chip in your brain and check how bad your psychoness is and then Jeez. Yeah, but I mean that's what I would say, unless we have something like that. But even then you're still gonna have yeah, those psychos. But that kinda infringes on your rights in a way. Dude, we've uh, already been infringed on our rights. That's dude. true. That's true. Dude, you not, see the not, face app thing? Saying, you know. The huh? face app thing. Oh, the one where you like make yourself old. Yeah, well, basically sold all their pictures yeah, and details the... to Russia. First... Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, that's okay. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know. I mean, it's basically you're doing the same thing with Facebook. Yeah. But, I mean, Facebook's an American-owned company that's selling it to the government. Yeah. But now you, people that did it on the Russia app, I mean, they obviously sold it to the Russian government. So it's just like, yeah, we we live in a world where that stuff. It's kind of privacy is kind of over, man. Mm, yeah. I really feel like it's kind of over, and, and like we still have some of it to that point. But yeah, but the, the the thing is, it could it could get worse. Like, like the idea of what you said with psychopaths, the idea yeah. of like, oh, we have like a chip. Oh, every person has like an ID number or something. Oh, dude, Elon Musk just put out one one of those little. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. D- that that that's one of the interesting things about the internet. Like, it has brought a lot of good. But it also has brought a lot of bad, like with what you said, like how they can steal our information, how there's hackers that can attack people and steal money from them. But at the same time, it also, it helped, I guess, preserve, I mean, we we had books before that, but it was like the next level of books. We can preserve information, we can socialize, we can game, we can watch movies, we can listen to music. It's kind of become like an all-in-one utility for us to either express ourselves or to create whether it's you know like history music videos whatever in general yeah man okay last one last one and then and then we'll okay. finish this podcast yeah yeah for are, sure are, are you afraid of being doxxed in like the sense that oh like when they give you your when someone like gives you information away you get you get swatted yeah is that is that a major thing? Because you um, being a Twitch uh, streamer, yeah, 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 you ever feel like and and for me, I don't think that was one of the biggest things for me that, that really about. held me. Because dude, in Wichita, which is like one of our big cities in in Kansas, dude, we had a guy that got shot by the police for being doxxed. Yeah, wow, okay, yeah, he got shot like straight up. Yeah, and I the feel guy... like with that, I understand mm-hmm. like for the SWAT team, they had to be prepared for any situation. But I feel like part of that, like we, we have to improve like the system in which we handle these kind of mm-hmm. 
911 calls and whatnot. But as for me, I am a streamer. I don't think I'm a popular enough streamer to get doxxed. But does it ever and, get and, in the, and, does it ever get in the back of your brain? Does it ever get? Uh, it's sad, and I hope that we find a way to improve this, these kind of situations so that things like this doesn't happen. It's a really cruel thing to do to someone. Mm-hmm. But I'll say for me how I feel about doxing if it happens to me. I feel like it's the same thing as if I get hit by a car or if I get robbed. You know, it could happen. Yeah. And I have to always be careful, always try, you know, try not to go out late or do anything. It's the same thing with that. I have to be careful with my information on the internet. Yeah. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that like any, anything could really happen. And yeah. I'm not too worried about it personally, actually, because I'm not that popular of a streamer. Yeah. Maybe I will be one day. We'll see. But well, you're a lot for this podcast, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, this will get me some more followers. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's scary. Like, I, like, it is scary. But I guess I'll, I'm not I'm not going to, like, be worrying about it all night or anything. Because anything could really happen to yeah, me. Yeah. You know? So I, I just hope that we can improve that through our way of handling these kind of situations because it's really sad and hopefully we'll, we'll see how that goes definitely that being said <laughs> all right name man. your twitch brother yeah so my twitch is restless cisco <laughs> uh, i stream mostly smash brothers but if you guys got a suggestion i have all three consoles so i'll stream whatever you guys want me to stream mm-hmm. as long as i can get the game at least you know but uh yeah it was fun um talking yeah what what do you, uh what what do you uh what 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 concert are you usually on? What concert? Uh, I kind of rotate between the three, but the most I, I I really do rotate between the three. Like so, like uh-huh. like it depends. Like oh, like I'll get into like I don't know, like I'll get into a single player game like God of War. Uh-huh. And I'll be playing that for like the next two months. But then I after I finish it, I play another game. I usually stick to one game though. I don't like playing multiple games at once, uh-huh. unless it's you know like like unless it's like a game for like fun in the moment, like Mario Kart or something, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Restless Cisco, yeah. and then uh, yeah, I be gonna... sure to also check the company I work for, Destructive World Gaming. You know, we ran a lot of events, and we're planning to run another Fortnite event next month, as well as events in the future. So next yeah. month, uh, so hopefully this podcast come out within the next two weeks. So within the next two, so what is this today? Today's the twenty sixth. So hopefully yeah. by the 8th or 9th alright yeah but just hope, let me know it's yeah like, I'll, I'll put it out yeah, and then send um, me the link and whatnot and, not, and then I'll, I'll try and promote whatever you have going on you're, try, right. you're also trying to get an event going here right yeah yeah next month I want to get a house event we're gonna I'll, if you're here mm-hmm. we'll try to record it if not I'll record it myself yeah yeah it's basically gonna be a, kind of like a housewarming party because I just moved to this new place and uh, we're gonna have a smash tournament we're gonna have I think we're gonna have a Mario Kart and Tekken tournament because that's what my friends really like Mm. But we'll see. I'll see you in a moment. I'll try to figure it out. Definitely. And if it doesn't happen, we'll. I'll still. I'll still put it out whenever. Uh, whenever right, you're going, right, man. For sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really nice talking. Uh, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, or do you? Oh. Or do you not want to promote that? Oh uh, yeah, no, I can promote anything. Yeah. It's really. Uh, my Twitter is Restless Cisco. My uh, Instagram, I think, is Russell Cisco, and then my uh, Facebook is Frankie Beltran. So yeah, Cisco's and Frankie are both my nicknames. Mm. Cisco's my gamer tag. Frankie's like my family nickname that people call me. So yeah, my full right. name is Francisco. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's I like it, man. Yeah. See, man. Yeah. Tell me you're freaking you you you. I have you a look, Spanish name. Yes, yeah, yeah. you do. <laughs> what? All right, man. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I, it was it was really great talking to you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah, no you for having a chat it with was, me. Um, I'm glad for you having me on here. Dude, you're yes. literally the first guest. Right. So yeah. you're literally starting off the, the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. It's been an honor. Right. Really, thank you. I just yeah, I, thanks for tuning in and hearing what we have to say and watching us, guys. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, subscribe. Uh, I'll be uh, follow us. Uh, I'll be on. I'm on iTunes now. Okay. So uh, it's uh, Martian Life. Uh, I'm just trying to put Vida Marciana on it right now. <clears throat> I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on. Uh, YouTube at Narl's Migration because, like I've said, I'm I'm a dreamer, so I've okay. uh, really put out a bunch of uh, people trying to help out in this uh, situation situation yeah. where we where we all kind of come together. And then Instagram, you can follow me at Narl three and at Twitter Narl's underscore three. But uh, thank y'all, really appreciate right. it. Yeah, Hope you guys are you got your chocobo sound again. <laughs> Final Fantasy music on my phone. But alrighty, thank y'all. Seriously. Alright. Thank you, man. Appreciate no problem. It. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Okay. Alrighty. See y'all. Peace. <laughs>